You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Uh, it means a lot. This group, you know, starting in June, you could see it start to come together, and they've, they put in a lot of hard work. They believed in each other. Uh, they bought into the unselfish brand of basketball that, that we like to play here. Um, so I, I couldn't be more proud of them. And, you know, they're never going to forget what happened here tonight, and that's a, that's a special memory for those young guys. We're back here on Herd at Sports Radio, AM 590, ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities, and KFOR in Lincoln. We are live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Joining us now on the War Horse Sportsbook Hotline is our very own Anna Bellinghausen of Herd at Sports, who was at the Creighton game last night. Anna, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. I feel like I didn't sleep at all, but here I am. Robbie didn't either, and I gave him a hard time, so it's it's okay. Like, he's probably a good two and a half hours behind you, but you should have heard his voice, like, in the opening it segment. Was I was like, it was bad. What is, oh, no. go- what is going on? It would have been worse if I was sitting in, like, real seats and not with the press because I would have been losing my mind. I composed myself a little bit when I'm sitting with the press, but I would have lost it. AB, what time did you, or at what point did you let yourself go full-fledged fan, or did you not? <laughs> I so I try to keep it pretty good, uh, pretty professional. But when I was sitting on the baseline, like if someone had a camera on my facial expressions, it would definitely have shown quite a bit. Um, it, at that point, there's just not a way to just contain your emotion, regardless if it's your team or not. Like you're still watching amazing basketball in a moment that's never happened in Creighton history. So you can't just be a robot and, you know, not let your emotions show at all. But it was so cool. I mean, standing – I was literally standing up waiting for the court storm right on the baseline trying not to get run over. So um, we were we were right in it. A.B. and Ravi Lula here for court storming. Uh, let me ask you something here, though, Anna, because Ravi was kind of explaining this moment in terms of – being a crate, lifelong Creighton fan in the Mo Valley and going to the Big East and then the transition and then booing that or pitting it against an Elite Eight run versus what happened last night. Can you or how do you separate those two things because they're both very significant accomplishments, although I was like, hey, one's in the regular season, one's in the – postseason but they're both of great significance like how did you kind of balance that yeah it's a good question it's funny because I actually asked the same exact question to Ryan Kalkbrenner last night I had asked him in the interview how does this rank in your Creighton moments because I mean he's been around the team the longest and he said the lead eight is still above it just because it was the postseason and the postseason matters more so I think that's a simple answer, right? Because obviously it's, it's do or die in the postseason and in the regular season you, you get so many chances against these teams. But to beat the number one team at home in the fashion that they did it, I almost think that fans might remember that more because obviously more people were at that that were true Creighton fans versus on the road, um, you know, during March Madness and in going to the Elite Eight. But I think it's, it's hard to compare the two just because it's regular season versus postseason. But, I mean, if you're going to pick something to happen to a team, I'd rather have it happen in March than right now. 
uh, just because you want to see your team go as, as far as possible. But it's a great question, DB. And Ryan Kalkbrenner said the said the answer I think most people would say, and that's Elite Eight. And maybe I got to look at this more from a coach, right? Because I always t- I talk about this all the time, and. Where, when you go from the hunted to the hunter or you've you've made a run, whether you're the Chiefs or the Patriots or even our own high school team where it's like, okay, I was here last year, and that's far, but I need to stay in the moment because that's what, what's ingrained. Like maybe it's just about staying in the moment and enjoying that as a benchmark for a coach because your team's not fast-forwarding to the postseason. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the sentiment from McDermott post game two. And just, this is just one game. Like this is an amazing milestone. This is historic, but it's, it's just a building block to what we've been, you know, building since June when we came in here for summer practices. And honestly, nobody on this team was surprised that they won. It, it was funny just watching them in practice the day before. Like you wouldn't have guessed that this team was about to play number one UConn just because of how, calm and composed they were during practice and just it was just regular it was just same old same old and Paul Brenner told me I mean last night in our interview too just hey we're a bunch of old basketball players at this point we've been there <laughs> done that they were down 7-0 to start the matchup against the number one team the unanimous number one team has obviously been better than every single team in college basketball this entire season and they didn't waver whatsoever so I think that says a lot just about the maturity of this team and also where it can go but, yeah, I think the sentiment is one game at a time, and they're just going to keep rolling and see how far they can take this. We're talking with Anna Bellinghausen, our very own Herd at Sports. At what point did you start to feel like – because you mentioned that 7-0, 11-3 start for UConn. And at what point did you kind of start to feel like, oh, Creighton might be able to pull this off? Obviously, by the end of the first half, they're up by 14. But was it – during that little Stephen Ashworth run where they took the lead for the first time and, and sprung ahead of UConn, or, or where were you mentally when you're like, yeah, this might actually happen? Honestly, obviously when Jason Green took that three, which the corner three, which I think should live in Creighton history forever. I mean, the hometown kid hitting that and going uh, and giving his team the lead over number one, I think that was, that was amazing. But also just the defensive stops that Creighton – that Creighton ended up getting. I think um, also the Stephen Ashworth, I mean, 16 points in that first half for him. I think once you saw Ashworth get going, you knew it was going to be a good night because you're always having to rely on, you know, Baylor and Trey and uh, Kalkbrenner. But if you have another guy in Ashworth or Jason Green off the bench, Farabella off the bench, when those guys are hot too, I think there's no slowing down this Creighton team. Maybe it's a cheat code because I'm kind of, I know some of these guys in the workouts, but. Couple, last week I was talking about Preston Murphy and and how Coach Mack felt about him and his totality as a recruiter and underselling that he was a skilled drill guy. Mm-hmm. It seems like we're kind of underselling the presence of Mitch Ballack too, as mm. he's one of those guys, A.B., that as a skill and drill guy has really helped the guys in terms of their skill development because of his work regimen, but we kind of look at him as like, oh, this he's just coming back to hang around the program. I, I think maybe Mitch Ballock, maybe his presence is a little undersold in his skill work. That's actually a really good point because it's something that I think it's overlooked a lot, but Mitch is a phenomenal coach. I think he gives the guys a ton of confidence, and he can relate to the players in a way that the older coaches can't, obviously. He's 
he's fresh off his career. He's fresh off his time at Creighton. He played with Ryan Kalkbrenner. So, you know, there's there's a connection there that's, I think, deeper and just more understanding. And I think Mitch brings so much to that coaching staff and maybe something that they were missing in, in years before, too. So that's a really good point, DB, about the impact of, of Mitch. And I'd be curious to talk to him and, and how he's handled the X's and O's of basketball because I, I think his his basketball IQ is obviously phenomenal, <laughs> yeah. but also just, just the relationship he can build with these guys and the confidence he can instill. How he viewed his team at all. He's like, yeah, well, I always thought we were pretty good. And, you know, people kind of pressed him on it a little bit, and he, he kind of stuck to his line there. But in terms of how you've seen this Creighton team does this change at all what you think their ceiling could be in terms of a March run? For sure. I think I'd be silly to, to say not just because you could go into this game and get blown out by 20 points at home just like UConn's done to pretty much every other team in the past game. So um, for them to come out with a dominating win at home um, in front of all the fans, in front of that atmosphere and live up to the expectation, maybe the expectation that um, maybe not the fans had, but maybe the media had right away. You know, they were, what, eighth preseason in the country. So I think there's there's a lot to say about this win. I think it's a statement. It's obviously huge for the resume for March. But, yeah, I think it does impact um, this team moving forward and its confidence. And most likely, Craig will match up with UConn again in New York City. And, and for a round three, that could be pretty amazing. So this is a huge confidence boost, and they should feel pretty good about themselves moving forward. That's Anna Bellinghouse and our very own from Herd Out Sports. Anna, thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, guys. I think Nebraska would trade in their Purdue win for a win tonight versus Indiana on the road. Ooh, interesting question. Let's get to that next. Let's fight about Nebraska's resume more here on Herd Out Sports Radio. <laughs>